Hi everyone, welcome back to Sustainability Speaks and today I'm actually your only host. Um, this is something that will happen a bit more regularly because Saskia and I won't be living under the same roof. However, we will try and be as regular as possible in recording podcasts together. On today's episode, I'm very excited to welcome the founder of Avocado. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about your business? Absolutely, it's lovely to be here. So my name's Louis. Um, I'm from Harrogate and I set up Avocado just before Christmas last year, so we've been going for about six months now, just over. And what do we do? Well, we are an online greetings card company, but we are completely sustainable. So all our cards are 100% recycled. We plant a tree every single time someone sends a card. Um, and we work with small independent designers who earn a commission every single time one of their cards sell. So that kind of summarizes it, but it's basically one of these online greetings cards company. Yeah, amazing. Um, and could you tell me a little bit more about your background and perhaps how the idea started to start Avocado, whether it's, you know, um, something linked to your studies or your lifestyle, um, and also perhaps the second part of that question would be, um, what's the aim of the company? What are you trying to do? Okay, so it's, it's a good question, really, and I guess, it's kind of a bit random in ways, but I think lots of people go through a life, don't they? And they're like, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do, and they kind of jump from one thing to another. Um, but ultimately, before setting up Avocado, I was already running, and I still am running a, well, doing this for businesses. So we send cards on behalf of businesses. So businesses, for example, might have a, a thousand clients in my database, and they want to every year send them a birthday card. So they'll sign up and send to about 80 cards a month on average, and we'll just handwrite and send their cards out for them. Um, and I personally am vegan, and sustainability is a big part of like my own personal life. And obviously the greetings card industry is massive. It's like a, a billion pound industry in the UK. And there aren't many companies, or there aren't any companies actually, who are doing things in a sustainable or ethical way. For example, like Moonpig, who are the biggest company, they don't use recycled card, and they don't have any sort of tree planting scheme or anything like that. So I just thought, could this potentially work? And I'm the type of person who I'll just come up with an idea and just start doing it. So I jumped into it just before Christmas, and that kind of kind of just gone from there, really. Um, yeah. And in terms of like the aim of the business, the aim is to well, our mission is to plant one billion trees. So every year in the UK, the UK sends one billion greetings cards. Um, so the aim is to plant one billion trees and then from there, who knows Who knows how far we'll go. Yeah, it's actually crazy how many cards are sent because um, we did a podcast about, um, the, about waste during Christmas. <laughs> and obviously we kind of touched upon, you know, the amount of cards that's sent during Christmas, but obviously Christmas isn't the only period where cards are sent. But even during that one specific holiday was, you know, um, absolutely insane how much paper is wasted. And also how, because I feel like a card can be very sentimental and I, a lot of the time it's more valuable than a present, but then it's usually not kept afterwards and it's usually just thrown away. Which So I think that, you know, what you're doing is very, very relevant and very niche at the same time, which I think is very, very cool. Oh, thank you. Well, no, I agree completely. Um, it's one of those things where some cards, if they've been like special enough, 
when I have kept them. For example, mm. I've, I've still got cards from when I was like five years old or something. <laughs> but not, not necessarily that they, they were like special cards at the time. But looking back, they are quite special. Um, but yeah, I think that something needs to change ultimately. Like you say, just at Christmas alone, there is so much Christmas waste. Yeah. A lot of that is greetings cards. Yeah. I mean, I think on average, on average in the UK, people send 12 cards a year. So, I mean, some of our customers have already already sent like 30 cards in six months. Yeah. Which is like from one person to send that many cards is a lot, and that's where the average comes from. Yeah, and I guess moving on to another question that I'm very interested to ask you is you've briefly mentioned that um, you have designers who design the cards and then get a commission. Could you perhaps explain in a little bit more detail what your product is and perhaps like what do you do cards for any occasion or whether you know it's much more a bit more specified um and just perhaps uh, where do you source these designers do you um you know make sure that they also have a sustainability um mindset in mind um and yeah just you know a bit more about that please yeah so ultimately um all the greetings cards well one of we have two options for in terms of how people can buy them one is we can just send them to them, a blank card for them to send themselves. Um, and the other is, so like I said, with businesses, we actually handwrite the cards for businesses. So one of our services to actually handwrite and send the cards <coughs> and send the cards for people, which quite a lot of people really like. Um, it's, it's one of those things that some people don't like it because they prefer to use their own handwriting. But other people, they think, oh, if I'm going to have a printed font which is supposed to look like handwriting but it doesn't i'd rather have someone actually handwriting it because it's more it's, it's real actually um, and it also means there's less chance of error and things going wrong when it comes to designers um most of our designers are found through instagram so there's a huge community of independent well of lots of people um who they might a lot of them seem to be people like interior designers for example but in their spare time, they'll design greetings cards or they'll design art prints and different things like that. So we'll find these different people on Instagram, approach them and send them a message. But recently, we, at the moment, we're getting about five designers inquiring with us each month, um, which is good. Yeah, that's it, really good. Um, so the, the reason it's kind of good for them to earn a commission from every sale is because they've got uncapped potential earnings. And the other thing that we do is that we won't ask for any exclusivity. So there's, a, there's some other greetings card companies which work in the same way with designers, but they might ask for exclusivity, which basically means the designers can't sell the cards anywhere else. Yeah. Whereas for us, we like specifically say, look, we understand this is just an additional revenue stream for you. You're just earning some extra money from a work you've already done. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of um, making sure they are sustainable, that comes into our research process. Yeah. We won't just take any designer on. Um, they've got to show that they are sustainable. Lots of these designers themselves will already use recycled card. Um, and I guess that's where the big push will, will come from in terms of the big greetings cards companies don't, but lots of the small ones are and they're encouraging it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting because I guess you 
saying, you know, how um, you, first of all, don't have that exclusivity aspect and how you try and find um, more independent and perhaps uh, just, you know, smaller designers. I feel like that also adds another element of sustainability to your business because it's obviously not just environmental, but, you know, you actually also, you know, for going to break it down into like ESG, it's also like the social aspect, yeah. which I think is uh, very, very important because I feel like when it comes to sustainability, a lot of people just focus on the environmental factors and don't focus on, you know, the people who actually make it happen. Yeah, and that's, that's another thing with our like handwritten service. So everything's like fulfilled by hand. So I actually support some more jobs ultimately as well. So, for example, a couple of people who, so we've got two people who are writing cards currently. They're ex-primary school teachers. So from I have good handwriting then. Perfect handwriting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one, one of them's actually my mum as well. Oh, um, yeah. Who's a head teacher, mm-hmm. and she's then taught me how to handwrite as well. Mm-hmm. So if I have to do it like around peak times, for example, like Christmas and the really busy periods. Then at least my handwriting is like good enough yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's supporting more people rather than just like a big organization who wants mm. to make the costs as low as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I guess also with the, you know, the handwriting aspect, you don't definitely don't want any doctors because that yeah that's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. And then, so you say that the card that you use is recycled. Where do yeah. you source it from? So they basically, oh, it's all all the card is created from like post-consumer and post-commercial waste. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that be like old, um, like shredded paper that businesses have, have shredded, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we get ours, my, I'm trying to remember what the company is called, I can't remember who it is, but our, our printer is just around the corner from us. Mm-hmm. And he basically sorts all of that side of things. Um, but it's the same with like the inks for all like vegetable based inks. We don't have any sort of glossy front on the cards because that's generally made of gelatine. Yeah. Which isn't sustainable or vegan. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, that's crazy that that like gloss is made from gelatine. I would have just thought it's like um, like you know just a plastic film. But that's really interesting. Do it's you... the same with like you know on envelopes. Yeah. So our envelopes, rather than licking them. Because obviously, especially around COVID, we haven't done that. Yeah. We have like the you peel, they're called peel and seal envelopes. Mm-hmm. Some of those have got like gelatine within that glue, um, whereas the ones we use like potato starch originated. Um, yeah. So it's recyclable. Mm. Right, I see. Um, also, I guess kind of speaking about the whole recyclable aspect of the card. Um, I think it's amazing that the cards that you make, you know, are vegan, sustainable, and they're recycled. But I guess at the beginning, we briefly touched about, like, the longevity of the card, which, you know, for some people can be very short, for some people it can be a bit longer. Um, How do you perhaps encourage or seek to encourage your customers in the future to, A, not only purchase from you, which is obviously a sustainable way, but also to, you know, then recycle the card afterwards or keep it, you know, or find or repurpose it. So it's something we're working on at the moment and we've got a few different ideas. I mean, already our cards say on the back of a card that they're made from recycled material and they're recyclable. 
So that's like a subtle thing because lots of time people, for example, if you sort your like your waste over the bin, you'll check if it's recyclable or not. So that should hopefully help from that point of view. Um, we're working on a concept at the moment, which is a bit early days, and I haven't really actually told many people about this. But it's a concept called cards you can keep. So you won't be able to see this, but over there, I got a really nice card for my birthday, which was a couple of weeks ago. And it is quite like an artistic sort of card. Mm-hmm. And I've framed it. Um, it's, it's, it's reusing it, and it's put up as artwork in that sense. Yeah. So working with on a, on a concept of finding artists whose art you would put up in, in a frame and using that as the picture for a card. And then, for example, can even potentially sell that in frames made from recycled materials. So it could literally be, you can get these frames which are glass on both sides. So the front of it, it will look like a card. Mm-hmm. But if they look behind it, they could see from someone's personal message. Yeah. That's written on it, which is quite a nice, like, personal concept, really. Um, but, yeah, but there's lots of different ideas. Mm-hmm. The other thing is you can get um, paper which is ingrained with seeds, like mm-hmm. wildflower seeds. Yeah. And that's something we're exploring at the moment. We had a sample... Um, we had a sample previously, but we could only pl- print black ink on it because of a type of printer. It would basically like kill the printer because of the seeds in it. Yeah. But there are ways around that because if you have those, you can plant them in the ground. Mm-hmm. You just plant the whole card. Yeah. Which is a great solution. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess speaking of planting, you mentioned that you plant trees for i believe you mentioned every card you sell because i remember when we first spoke on the phone you said that it was a tree per every hundred card so you have very much up that <laughs> um yeah yeah so could you perhaps just tell me a bit more about that yeah so so when we started out we worked with a local company um who we could only afford per, per card to plant to plant one tree for every hundred cards um which was is good, it, it, it is good because generally one tree makes three three thousand cards, roughly. So by doing one for every hundred, that's like thirty trees planted for every tree that's cut down. Yeah. But then we came across this organisation called Ecology, who've been about for about just under two years, I think now. But they're doing incredibly well, and um, they're very like open, like super transparent about all the numbers in terms of how many members they have, how much money is coming in, how much is being used to plant trees, and that sort of thing. Um, and they allow us to plant 100 trees for the same price as planting one tree with the local companies. And these trees are planted in countries like Madagascar, Mozambique, some countries which have like terrible deforestation, which has then led to flooding and Im- immense poverty. So overall, it's supporting greater like a greater cause, not just planting trees, but preventing flooding and it also helping people have jobs. Um, so that's that's what we do with that, and that's really great because it means we can literally plant three thousand trees for every one that's cut down to make a greetings card. Yeah, I guess that if those are the statistics, then essentially you are very close to being like a net zero business because essentially, I think that if you're producing anything regardless of you know how sustainable you try and make it you are you know leaving a carbon footprint um but inevitably 
you know, as you said, your printer is just around the corner. So I think that, you know, that's something that cuts out, you know, the traveling and, you know, using a car, for example, but obviously, you know, sending the cards, you know, having them delivered uh, in the post van, that inevitably, you know, kind of adds to um, a carbon footprint. But I think with having, with planting trees and, you know, them completely kind of going above and beyond how much cards can be produced from one tree, you know, that's obviously a, a very, very good aspect, I think. Yeah, and that's interesting because it's something I'm looking at at the moment because I know there's companies who can, like, measure your complete, like, carbon output versus your offset, ultimately, and, and just work out whether you are net zero. Yeah. I've tried to do it a bit myself, I think, like, for every card that's delivered, like, the posting bit is, like, 28 um, grams of CO2 is put out on a tree, depending on what type of tree, for its lifetime takes like a ton of CO2 out of the atmosphere. Yeah. And it's, but it's hard. I wouldn't be able to say myself, oh, we're net zero, because I don't know. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it's something that it would be brilliant to know. Yeah, we actually did a podcast with a startup called Settle Up Earth, and they are a carbon offsetting startup um, from um, Imperial College in London. There are two PhD students, the co-founders. So um, I'd encourage you to check them out. Um, yeah, they, they do quite interesting stuff and essentially everything you've said, <laughs> they um, are trying to do that. Um, and I guess also you seem very knowledgeable, you know, about recycling and, um, you know, plantation of trees. Um, I guess one of my questions for you would be, you say that a lot of the trees that you plant are not in the UK. Um, and I'm sure that the company that you use is absolutely brilliant. But um, I guess, how do you check or how do you ensure that, you know, they are genuine and that, you know, they treat their workers fairly? Because obviously, you know, in countries uh, with perhaps more lenient um, and, you know, not as enforced legal structures, you know, that can be a bit complicated. So if you could just talk a bit more about that, that'd be great. Yeah, so I completely understand what you mean, and I think it's something that a lot of people will question because, like I say, it's it's a hundredth of a price. Is that a word? It's a hundredth of a price to plant a tree with them than it is to plant one locally. Mm -hmm. So that that is what you think. Like, how can it be that much cheaper? Yeah. Um, and it's one of the things. So ecology, they've been going for about two years, and they basically clearly realised that because on their website got huge areas about transparency so partially from like the financial perspective where every quarter they literally release their financial um, all their financial records like all the money that's come in what it's being used for and that sort of thing and they have different reports which cover all these different areas um, it is a tricky thing and it's something that so it's something that in the long term it's not necessarily what I'll be doing because eventually I have this big dream to have the avocado land sort of thing where we can plant our own trees, which mm -hmm. would be awesome. Yeah. Um, but obviously it's not realistic at this point. So until then, this is like the best solution that I can find. And I think that based on their growth at the moment, um, that they are a company that we can trust. It's obviously hard to know. I mean, for example, like Brewdog, for example, they're a great example of a company who everyone thinks 
amazing like, mm-hmm. doing all this carbon offsetting tree planting yeah it's amazing culture but then in the last couple of weeks that's come out to not necessarily be the case um so you, you can never really know can you i guess but it's, it's as close as i can now i think yeah of course um you know i think it's just trying to do your best and you know do it absolutely doing your due diligence but also you know there is room for error for anyone really you know yeah. you can you can only do your best so yeah very true um so you also mentioned you know a future goal of yours which is to have your own you know facility where you can plant the trees are there any other obviously the business is very very new um are there any other foreseeable goals and ambitions that you have for avocado perhaps you know within the next five let's say between five and ten years so i basically i think the, the thing with avocado is that it needs to have a lot of awareness yeah like the other competitors such as moon pig have been around moon pig have been around for almost 20 years mm-hmm. been around for ages and they, they are a household name but i'm pretty sure like 98 percent of people in the uk will know who moon pig are yeah Whether absolutely they use them or not but like moon pig send i think we send like 1.2 million cards every month mm-hmm which is a crazy amount of cards. Um, so it's one of those things where it's reaching as many people, building that awareness, showing yeah. that, that we are better, and like what we're doing that's different, and how we can actually help them mm-hmm. to reach their personal sustainability goals. Um, the goals for Avocado, so that my 10-year goal is to have a piece of land where we can um, plant loads of trees that will also be used as an animal sanctuary. Mm-hmm. That's something that's like close to me personally being vegan. And that's another benefit of using like recycled card because it means trees don't have to be cut down, which inevitably leads, leads to loads of animals losing their habitats and even their lives, like millions of animals every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the long-term goal. In terms of like financials to get there, it's a bit, of a bit more of like a, a blur in terms of what the end figure needs to be. Yeah. But it will be, there'll be some interesting publicity stunts that we're doing in the next year or so to try and catch people's attention and get in the press. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I mean, I know this isn't big, but I'm on BBC Radio York tomorrow, which is quite cool. Yeah. Well, that came off the back of me just wearing this like cardboard sandwich board thing and going out into Leeds and yeah. talking to loads of people. Um, but I think that's it's that sort of thing where you don't have a huge budget, mm-hmm. you've got to do whatever you can to catch people's attention. Yeah, um, I guess also this is another thing that I wanted to ask you about. Um, you know, how do you have any investment backing the business? Um, you know, did you approach any angels or is it just kind of off your own back? It's just off my own back mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, it's something that I'd be open to any like discussions. Yeah. But at the moment, I think. Well, at the moment, I also have like the marketing business where we help work with B two B. So that provides some financial support ultimately yeah. from, from me. Um, but at the moment, it is purely like, how can we grow this business mm-hmm. with a limited budget? Yeah. Um, and and maximizing the things we do, mm-hmm. like for example that sandwich sandwich board thing. It's an old box that I already had, so it's just reusing a box, didn't cost me anything. Um, it's just my time going out and writing on it with a Sharpie, mm-hmm. and then maximise that. Posted pictures 
on Instagram and LinkedIn, which is where the, the radio thing has come from. Yeah. Um, by posting them in Bookspeak. That sort of thing gets way more liked than anything else. Mm-hmm. That Instagram post has had like over 15 times as many likes as any other post. Yeah. Which is just a bit interesting, really. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, um, and are you also looking to perhaps, you know, ship internationally and um, have more international clients? Yeah, it's something that it would be great to do. Mm-hmm. We do get people asking us if we can do that. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things I need to look into, the, the sustainability of it and mm-hmm. how much, because obviously there's more emissions to be factored into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it would be great to be able to do, because ultimately, the, the benefit of greetings cards mm-hmm. is that you're sending something to someone who you can't see yeah. to show them that you care about them mm-hmm. and generally that is often the case with people who are, who live abroad yeah um, so it'd, it'd be great to offer it's something we are looking into at the moment and is there anything else that perhaps you know you would like to add to what um, avocado offers yeah so We've had quite a few inquiries asking if we can add some sort of gifts because lots of people would like to send us more gift with a card as well. And that's something we're really looking into and have made quite a few inquiries into different options. Um, partly because we have to choose the right ones. We have to be, for example, if we're to like chocolate, which is a commonly um, requested gift, then it needs to be sustainably sourced to make sure like there is a big thing in the cocoa industry yeah absolutely with yeah um and it's also for example from my point of view if i can offer things that are vegan as well then that's better because it is more sustainable of course however that's that's, that's only a small percentage of people who are vegan so it's like whether that will still be popular i mean realistically it should be um there's a company called forever cacao who do sustainable chocolate and it's like ethically sourced chocolate um, and that's all completely vegan so it's just looking into different options as to what gifts I can have that fit with the avocado brand really yeah absolutely well I guess all the listeners you know very much follow avocado and then I encourage you to definitely get a card for when the occasion arises and also keep an eye out for you know future um, additions to what you can purchase if there's any independent designers who are passionate about sustainability, you know, give it a Definitely. shot, reach out. And yeah, I will include all the links to um, Avocado in the description of this podcast and on all of our social media. Um, but this has been a very interesting discussion. So thank you very much. No, it's been great. been great to speak to you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, I really hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. To check out more of our content, make sure to follow us on Spotify, Instagram, and keep up with our posts on our website. Thank you very much.